0: We gonna roll, we gonna roll, we gonna roll the union on. We gonna roll, we gonna roll, we gonna roll the union on. If the planet's in the way, we are gonna roll it over him. Gonna roll it over him. Gonna roll it over him. If the planet's in the way, we are gonna roll it over him. Gonna roll the union on. We gonna roll, we gonna roll. We're gonna roll the union on. We're gonna roll. we gonna roll. We're gonna roll the union on. If the boss is in the way, we're gonna roll it over him. Gonna roll it over him. Gonna roll it over him. If the boss is in the way, we're gonna roll it over him. Roll the union on. We're gonna roll. We're gonna roll. we gonna roll the union on. we gonna roll going to roll, we're going to roll the union on.
1: You are listening to Your Community
0: Spirit, the show about caring,
1: sharing, and protecting
0: buy clothes on easy terms. The collectors treat you like measly worms. One dollar down. Then Lord knows if you don't make a payment, they'll take your clothes when you go to bed. Can...
1: Are we ready? I
0: think
2: we're ready. We're awake now.
1: We have so many happenings to announce.
2: So many happenings, so little
1: time. I want to announce future happenings. The Sierra Club will have an energy film festival, free thought-provoking films and discussions, starting March 22nd and so we will announce them more as it comes close some of my very favorite energy films like kilowatt hours yes. like as in mm-hmm. mine hours and climate of change out of balance too hot not to handle um probably my favorite is earth to america this hilarious 90 minute film celebrates life on earth while taking aim at global warming jack black's in it so all yeah, right
2: i've wanted to see kilowatt hours for a while now should be exciting.
1: And um, let's see. Was Who Killed Electric Car on there?
2: Uh, no, but no. Uh, I still have that, so that's still floating around for everyone who wants to see it.
1: You can rent it yeah, locally. You,
2: you can rent it, too. I've heard. No, I haven't checked to be sure. The rumor is that it keeps renting out because it's so popular.
1: Um, Last week, I was in one of the video stores, and they had like 20 of them. Really? So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe it's past its initial you know, buzz, but it's there for you.
1: Other happenings, uh, this this Sunday, well, there's the Big Muddy Film Festival is still happening. Yes. A lot of really good, thought-provoking and interesting happenings, um, interesting films. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I was going to go to Sunday, but we have things before that.
2: Yes, we have things before that. And one of the things before that is on uh, today, actually. Uh, today and tomorrow, there's a uh, feminist group on campus. And they're having a teach-in, and today it's a it's like a two-day, two-portion teach-in. The first part is tonight at 7 p.m. at the Big Money IMC. They're actually showing a film. So in lieu of Film Fridays, the feminist group is showing
1: a film. The feminist fi- free film Fridays. Yes,
2: <laughs> let's see if you can say that I, I one. Said the you whole said it. <laughs> feminist free film Fridays.
1: But I didn't think about saying it. That's why I said it.
2: Good. Yeah, you didn't have the anxiety. <laughs> So let's see. They're showing a film called Orlando, and it's also going to be followed by a discussion. So that's tonight at 7 p.m. at 214 North Washington in Carbondale. And then uh, tomorrow from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Interfaith Center, they're having the speakers and discussion portion. Uh, They're going to have speakers on body image, eating disorders, STDs, birth and reproductive justice issues, and uh, it's going to have speakers and discussion. So that's 1 to 4 p.m. tomorrow at the Interfaith Center.
1: And then on Sunday, also at the Interface Center, the best of the Big Muddy Film Festival. And, oh, I was going to go off the top of my head, but I forgot if it's 1 or 2 o'clock. I think it's 2 o'clock.
2: I think it's 2 o'clock.
1: Yeah. So other happenings... Sunday, March 4th at 7 p.m., room 206 of the law school building. Dr. Yolanda hoyt Vogman lecture on maternal health. This is sponsored by the United Nations Association, USA of Southern Illinois. So that is this Sunday. Do you have another happening? Yes, let's see. Vagina monologues.
2: Yes, vagina monologues. See, there's, we've got so many happenings, I'm not sure which are in what order. but uh,
1: <laughs> Try to do them in kind of an order.
2: <laughs> yeah, but all the ones that are happening in the near future, we're doing together. So the Vagina Monologues, it's actually coming up this weekend. It's
1: That's tonight.
2: Yeah, tonight and tomorrow it's at 7.30 p.m., and then on Sunday it's at 2 o'clock p.m.
1: So, where at?
2: It's at the... Uh, Uh, I always forget how you pronounce this one. The McLeod McLeod Theater.
1: Most people say McLeod, but I think it's something else. Yeah. McLeod. But most people don't pronounce it correct, so we can say McLeod.
2: Yeah. McLeod Theater, that's in the communications building on the SIU campus.
1: Now at the Student Center on Monday, March 5th from 6 to 9 p.m., Feminism and Philosophy Symposium, Perspectives on War. And then Wednesday... Also in the Student Center, Wednesday, March 7th, at 5 p.m., Hans Blick, former UN, that's United Nations, Weapon Inspector. This little town here, we get some really good speakers. I mean, this is the weapons inspector that for a year tried to find nuclear weapons. Yeah. I was going to try to make it funny, but... Yeah, like nuclear. <laughs> nuclear weapons in Iraq. Um, so he worked for the United Nations.
2: And unlike a certain president, he did more than look under tablecloths and make a make a mockery of it. <laughs> he actually looked.
1: <laughs> so, again, that will be next Wednesday at the Student Center Ballroom, CND. They're taking over the whole ballrooms. Yeah. Next Wednesday at 5 p.m., Hans Blick, former U.N. weapons inspector. Yes. Any other happenings?
2: Yes, in other happenings, we have Rosetta Stone
1: Bookstore. Rosetta
2: will host an opening reception in their art gallery for A Different Kind of Image Photography. This is by local artist Michael Coles. The reception will take place at Rosetta Stone Bookstore from 6 to 8 p.m. on today.
1: On Friday, March 2nd. Yes,
2: 6 to 8 p.m. tonight at Rosetta.
1: And I have two new... I don't know if they're new, but two new websites. There's the Vote Solar Initiative. It's a nonprofit organization with the mission of stopping global warming and increasing energy independence by bringing solar energy into the mainstream. Solar energy, clean, homegrown, reliable, <laughs> um, has the potential to play a large part of the solution. So you can go to uh, Vote Solar to cast your vote. They actually have ways to send... Letters to, you know, your representatives and, well, learn more about solar energy. And the website is, of course, votesolar.org. And then the other one, this actually, this website, their official press release was two days ago. Change a bulb, change everything, 18seconds.org. And the 18 is actually numbers, 18seconds.org. Things are looking really bad for the incandescent bulb. That's the bulb that has been around since, well, Thomas Edison invented it. Not only have California and Australia decided to ban, outright ban, make it illegal, this outdated technology, but it seems there is a huge interest in its successors, the compact fluorescent light bulb, CFL, and ultimately LED technology two days ago saw the launch of 18seconds.org, an innovative new U.S. campaign with the slogan, Change a Bulb, Change Everything. The campaign website says, asks how enlightened is your area and then sets out to provide answers. For example, I typed in, it has, you can type in your zip code, yes. and it zooms in on the map. <laughs> and so I typed in Carbonell, and it zoomed in on the map, and it said how many compact fluorescent light bulbs have been sold in Carbondale. And I don't think it's exactly Carbondale because I typed in Pomona and got the exact same answer and there's not a Mm. store in Pomona. Yeah. So I think it's, (coughs) you know, the region. How many light bulbs have been sold and then how much pollution has been mitigated because of those light bulbs sold.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: So far, Arkansas is in the lead with uh, 284,000 bulbs sold. Well, the District of Columbia is last place with only 7, 1,725 bulbs sold this year. Of course, this is not exactly fair competition, you know, how many people live there. But given that it is based on a lo- on total number of bulbs sold rather than, you know, bulbs per capita. However, the idea is neat. Tapping into people's civic pride and natural... national Natural? <laughs> I was going to say national, but natural sense of competition. We mm-hmm. can increase adoption of efficient technologies. And um, the people who are behind this is Yahoo and um, Nelson, you know the guys who do the surveys, yeah, Nelson yeah. surveys. So they're the ones that are you know paying the money to put this out there. And it's a very nice website. and um, it has lots of information. And I guess the idea of 18 seconds huh. is how long it takes to change the light bulb. Yeah. It didn't clearly it
2: didn't say, say that. not clearly, but, yeah, I guess it depends on how quick you are with the light bulb. Right,
1: so 18seconds.org, uh-huh. 18seconds.org.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, one thing is for sure, the incandescent bulb just got a little older. Yeah. And <laughs> maybe we can help with its demise. Maybe. It's honestly probably the worst energy polluter because... I mean, literally 80% of the energy going into it goes to make heat, not light. Yeah. So it literally wastes 80% of the energy because, I mean, it's, the purpose is to make light, not heat.
2: Yeah. So. And when it was the only way we knew how to make light, you know, it was pretty amazing. But now we've come up with new ways yep. <laughs> that so. don't waste 80% of the energy.
1: All right. I think th- that was a little bit of news, but that w- those were the websites of the week org and 18Seconds.org. Hey, that was perfectly half the time.
2: Yeah, we got, got the happenings done in half the show.
1: That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, so now On we we get the to the news. You go first. I talk too much.
2: Ah, the news. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> now, I like this one because it alludes to uh, seceding. <laughs> if at first you don't secede, five Western states form a regional climate change partnership. Citing a federal leadership void, the governors of five western U.S. Sa- states have formed a regional partnership to cut greenhouse gases and fight climate change. The Western Regional Climate Action Initiative, which includes Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona, and New Mexico, will create a regional a market-based plan for meeting the goal within 18 months. Oh, there's the number 18 again. <laughs> Like the Northeast Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, the partnership quote shows the power of states to lead our nation addressing climate change," says California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I've got to say that one again in an Arnold's vote uh, voice. Uh, the partnership quote shows the power of the states to lead our nation addressing climate change.
1: Uh, you're gonna have to practice that.
2: I'm gonna have to practice.
1: <laughs> That's nobody pretty could, good, but nobody
2: could quite live up to Arnold. So, Western states are being particularly hard-hit by the effects of climate change, says Arizona Governor Janet Napolitano, who <laughs> I can't quite impersonate her voice quite as well, though she too, I'm sure, is famous in her own state.
1: As a Napoleon, huh? Yes.
2: With the British Columbia expressing interest in the pact and the middle of the country caught in the squeeze, some expect businesses to beg even louder for national standards. Oh, Mr. Void, are you listening? (laughs) Straight to the source. Seattle Post-Intelligencer, Associated Press, 26th of February, 2007.
1: And I actually forgot to do some local news. Uh, Last week was the primary election for the mayor and the city council of Carbondale. Um, Months of planning and organizing are over for three Carbondale candidates. This was actually pretty exciting because there was a lot of people running. Sometimes a primary is not really worth doing because there's not really that many people. And this year there was a really good large slate. However, two mayoral and one city council person now are, I guess you could say, eliminated. But... Now, with little more than six weeks left before the general consolidated election on April 17th, a pay, pair of mayoral and six city council candidates will redouble their efforts to convince Carbondale voters as to why they should serve as mayor or council person for the next four years. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah. I really liked uh, there was a questionnaire, a survey put out by the Shawnee Green Party, uh, which you can go to at shawneegreenparty.org. And each of the candidates in these two races answered like these 10 questions about how they feel about locally relevant issues. So uh, that was a good place where I got information to try to figure out who these people are.
1: And you can still do that. Yeah, you can
2: still do that. It's still there.
1: There's six weeks approximately left till the actual election.
2: Yes, which is on April 17th.
1: Mm. So, back to the news. Yes. Back, back to, to the news. CSI, I just forgot my apiary. Huh. I know what it means. It's like a beehive.
2: Yeah, CSI my apiary.
1: <laughs> apiary. This I've actually um, heard this on uh, mainstream news, so we're a little on the behind the eight ball on this one. But um, U.S. honeybees disappearing from hives, not even leaving a note. Hmm. Don't let those pharmaceutical giants get wind of this. U.S. honeybees are suffering from colony collapse disorder. Beekeepers in 24 states say their pollinating palates are simply disappearing with losses of 30 to 60% on the West Coast and in some cases more than 70% on the East Coast and in Texas. Quote, I've never seen anything like this, said California beekeeper David Bronshore. Box after box after box are just empty. There's nobody home. Perplexed scientists are testing theories including stress, toxins, and viruses. It's not the first time bees have met a mysterious fate, but, quote, it has never been on a scale like this, says bee specialist Dennis von Engelsdorf. With bees pollinating more than $14 billion of U.S. seeds and crops a year, every third bite we eat, according to Industry Buzz, those with full hives stand to benefits. Quote, it's supply and demand, says a keeper who expects to earn $520,000 for a month in California's almond orchards. That's what drives the whole dang thing. Straight to the source, New York Times, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, the San Diego Union-Tribune, the 27th and the 24th of February 2007. Hmm. And the scary thing is, um, well, Albert Einstein said... You know, and he's a little smarter than me. <laughs> he said, if the bees die, human race has four to six years to live after that. Because hmm. we rely on them so much for our food.
2: Yeah, they pollinate so many things.
1: And that's what it says here. Uh, every third bite we eat is directly because of a bee.
2: Yeah, otherwise we're going to have to go out in the fields with a lot of cotton swabs and pollinate all those plants <laughs> ourselves.
1: I'm sure there's some scientists out there sh- uh, inventing a robotic bee. <laughs> yeah. solar-powered robotic bee. Huh.
2: Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. In other news, uh, I know you've been dying for the latest Oscar news, and no one else anywhere is covering the Oscars, so <laughs> we're going to have a little eco-related Oscar news. Martin who, An Inconvenient Truth, wins Oscars, and Al Gore wins Affection. Rock star, superhero, visionary. That pre-Oscar hype paled next to last night's event, which saw Al Gore, looking blissfully bloated in a Ralph Lauren tux, take home an award for Best Documentary Feature and Best Original Song. Okay, technically, the Goracle himself didn't win either of the statuettes for an inconvenient. The what? The The (laughs) Goracle. I don't know where he got that name. (laughs) Uh, but you wouldn't know it from the on stage spectacle. Quote All of us who made this film did so because we were moved to act by this man, said truth director Davis Guggenheim before handing his Oscar to Gore, who called on the people of the world to solve the climate crisis. Later, singer Melissa Etheridge licked Dream Girls, then praised.
1: That Gore. was a lesbian joke.
2: Yeah, <laughs> slipping in a lesbian joke there. She licked uh, huh. Dream Girls and then praised Al Gore, quote, for showing that caring about the earth is not red or blue. We are all green. With envy. Yes, green <laughs> with envy, <laughs> and green with econess." Uh, Gore has all, had, had also spent an earlier moment in the sun when he and Leonardo DiCaprio waltzed on stage to announce that the Oscars had officially gone green and then spoofed the will-he-or-won't-he political swirl. Uh, He won't, but maybe he should. (laughs) Straight to the source, uh, Washington Post, Reuters, 26th of February, 2007.
1: I was actually watching TV and, um, what do you call it, flipped over to the channel, just happened to see um, Al Gore do that. He was like... I just want to let you all know what I'm going to be doing. And then the orchestra started swelling (laughs) louder. Like, you know, right at the end of the speech, it's supposed to get louder. So they know to end talking. And it got really loud. So you couldn't hear what he said that, you know, whether he was going to run for president or not. That was, you know, it was like a spoof.
2: (laughs) A little bit of joke. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was just like, oh, I've fallen out of my chair laughing. (laughs) But um, we should try to get this song by Melissa Etheridge, Inconvenient Truth. Mm. It is a very profound song. So I will try to get that we'll play that soon. So, um, we're dealing with addicts here. Yes. March 24th is shutdown day. Addiction is not a pretty word. And yet it appears that every day we are dealing with more and more technology addicts. Hmm. Who are these people? Well, they start out like you and me. Except they start going crazy when you pull their gadgets from them. Crazy like Forbes editor who breaks down crying after being derived of his cell phone, BlackBerry, and email for 40 hours. (laughs) Dennis, congratulations for trying. Most don't have it in them. Crazy like they're going to sue their boss for exposing them to technology in the first place. Crazy enough to know they can't participate in shutdown day because they will go nuts. (laughs) I have to admit, I actually know what they mean. I don't know if I could go... Without the internet, or my cell phone,
2: <laughs>
1: or listening to music, yeah, or watching a movie, do
2: mm-hmm. you think you mean
1: you could do this? Um, I, I
2: could, well, I could do it. <laughs> it'd be hard. Do like, you want you, you want to try to do it? It'd be like you know, for a day, it wouldn't be that bad. If it was like you know, more than a day, it'd
1: start to get. I don't know. I
2: honestly don't know if I could do it.
1: I cannot eat for a day, but I don't know if I could. <sighs> not not if i'm surrounded by the technology. Yeah. If i went like into the woods for a weekend?
2: Oh yeah, that like, makes it easy. <laughs> you know,
1: but if it's actually around me. That means i um it says you can actually answer a regular phone, but not a cell phone.
2: Huh.
1: So, no, so, i we're,
2: we're just dialing back to like uh late 1800s technology. Yeah, i guess so.
1: <laughs> but it says that fully one third of Americans spend over two hundred dollars a month in communication costs. Everyone has at least one story about the coworker who went nuts because the phone was dead, put his fist through a monitor that blacked out in the middle of a stock trade, etc. And of course, if you're in IT, you have <laughs> hundreds of these stories. Oh Point yeah. being this: if you are truly addicted to these things, how are we going to do without them when, for example, power costs? Hit 50% of your IT budget. Is the modern day business more like a hospital? Hmm. So, um, again, I will try to bring this up closer to the date. March 24th is shutdown day. Hmm. Let's see if we cannot be addicted. <laughs> or oh. just the day. Yes.
2: <laughs> I wonder what day of the week that is. I don't know. That may affect how hard it is. What if it's on a Friday? Will we be able to use the radio broadcaster? <laughs> I th- I don't know. We may have to pre-record the show. <laughs> Man,
1: this is this has actually gotten me really, really thinking. Yeah. So.
2: Thinking is good, especially on issues such as these. S- and so let's see. Speaking of issues such as these, let's see if we can get a little bit more of the news. And let's see. Oh, so much to choose from. Uh, in other news. Detroit should get an award for ending every list. (laughs) A new report ranks U.S. cities on environmental and social realities. A new report ranks 72 U.S. cities on their greenness, but we're not talking just parks and bike paths. The Urban Environment Report, put out by the Washington, D.C.-based Earth Day Network, includes a, quote, vulnerable population index that takes into account the segment of a city's population that is most susceptible to environmental changes, including those who are unemployed and uninsured. Quote, this study is the first of its kind, not only because of the sheer quantity of the environmental data analyzed, but also because it redefines the term environmental to include public health, poverty, education, and other quality of life issues, said Earth Day Network President Kathleen Rogers. Other factors studied include climate change action, air quality, transportation, toxics, and human health. Topping the list of green go-getters is Fargo, North Dakota, with Burlington, Vermont, Portland, Oregon, and Colorado Springs, Colorado following close behind. Languishing at the bottom of the list, El Paso, Cleveland, Miami, and Detroit. (laughs) Straight to the source, El Paso Times, 23rd of February, 2007.
1: All right, we're getting right to the end here, so I'll just read a few hi- highlights. Of course, Australia switches off incandescent bulbs. They're the first nation um, to ban incandescent bulbs. Yep. So, if you want to make some bu- money on those bulbs, <laughs> you know, get a shipload and you know, go over there and I'm sure there'll be a black market for a yeah, little while. Yeah, black whatever. <laughs> Why would someone buy? Nobody's a bulb? gonna want them anymore. Why would someone buy a bulb that you know uses more energy? Yeah. I don't know. So
2: They're not any fun.
1: <laughs> otherwise, IKEA USA to bag the plastic bag. Starting March 15th, all IKEA stores in the U.S. will charge a nickel per plastic bag. So bring your own bag. Otherwise, they will sell you a large bag for 59 cents that's reusable. Whole Foods joins Wild Oats. Whole Foods has announced a proposed merger with Wild Oats Markets.
2: Yes, I heard about that.
1: That's a big one. And what? Me warring? President Bush f- visits North Carolina Lab, burbles about alternative fuels. Mm-hmm. Tired of explaining why other countries are pulling troops out of Iraq, President Bush switched grass to a favorite topic mm-hmm. yesterday alternative energy. He went and visited an ethanol plant. Yes. So.
2: Running the world on switchgrass.
1: Yep. Another headline, Energy Star Shakes Things Up. For the first time in 15 years, the EPA is upgrading their Energy Star standards. Energy Star is the rules um, by which electronics, now it's um, self-imposed rules. If you want to get your appliance, light bulb, anything that uses Energy Energy Star stamped, it has to meet a certain standard. So they are upgrading the standard to make it More energy efficient. So more information, energystar.gov.
2: Yes. So if you want to work for that sticker, you've got to earn it a little more.
1: So it is sunny and it is summer. So um, I want to see one of those church signs that say, is this global warming? (laughs) Because they had that sign up when it was snowy. And really cold, and so I thought that was... It made me laugh, so I want to see that sign up again now. But...
2: Yeah, like, is this global warming? This may very well be.
1: So, it was 64 degrees this morning. So, that is summer. Get out. Enjoy the sun, because it might get cold again. Who knows? Global warming, climate change. It means the weather is very unpredictable. Have a good day.